Good afternoon, Xbox Nation. Welcome to today's very special Xbox one-on-one. I have been allotted an incredible opportunity. Today, I'm going to be sitting down with Simon Vickers, who is the games director, and a nice Palm, who is the community developer on the new Xbox exclusive launching, hopefully very soon. Second Extinction, which you see playing in the background. So let me introduce them. Uh, Simon, welcome to today's conversation. It is an absolute honor to be here with you. Hi, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, thank you again. I definitely appreciate you taking the time. And Anais, thank you for being here. You're going to be telling us about you know all the hard work that you've been doing with setting up how big this community I'm expecting it to be. How, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great. Thank you for having us going to be fun. Yes. I mean, listen, look, here's the thing. When you get a chance to see these games, and, and, that's the, and that's the thing that's interesting. This was first shown to the Xbox gaming community during the May 7th event of 2020. And we got a chance to, you know, you, you guys got center stage because this made a big splash with a lot of gamers, specifically with me, because this is, um, you know, Left 4 Dead meets Turok. Dinosaur Hunter, and it just looks like it's an absolute blast. But you know what? We had set up some questions, so I want to get into the first question. And obviously, either of you can take it. Is you know, you know, jump in when you feel it's necessary. Who is Systemic Reaction? Uh, how uh, how big is your current team, and how long have you folks been working together? Okay, I can feel that. Um, so Systemic Reaction um, is a division of Avalanche Studios. Um, we are kind of like the self-publishing wing of Avalanche. So you've got um, Avalanche partners who work with um, Just Core series and other publishers to make these um, big AAA action games um, that you can um, know from Avalanche. And then Systemic Reaction was kind of set up to do these kind of smaller, uh, longer form titles um, with smaller teams, just but much more kind of interesting and ownership over these titles. Um, so the Malmo studio, where I'm currently seated here, um, was set up two and a half years ago, I think. It's hard to keep track of time <laughs> at the moment. Um, and I was here from the start, so I joined to join, and the studio was set up specifically to make this title. Um, and its peak, we're about 30 or 35 people. Um, wow. time um, with some people coming in to help out over in the Stockholm studio here and there as and when we need it. Um, but yeah, it's very much a small team, very intimate kind of thing going on. I mean, the size of the team, you know, we've seen uh, other games get made by one person, right? We've seen, like, for instance, Tunic uh, is, a, is a big indie title that a lot of people are looking forward to. That's being made by one man. Uh, we've seen um, what... Um, the Ascent, Neon, uh, you know, Neon Giant, 14 people are on that team. So 35 uh, on your team with, of course, you know, you, are, you, you have a contracted work outside. What you've done so far in the preview of what we've seen is unbelievably impressive. And I think that what where this is going to shine is what Microsoft and Xbox is known for. And that's multiplayer and that's community. So uh, a nice, I, I kind of want to bring you in on the conversation. You know, when you talk about community, and you talk about multiplayer for Xbox, it kind of goes hand in hand. It's what the brand has been known for. What what have uh, what you have what have you been doing behind the scenes to help the uh, community aspect of this incredible looking uh, title? 
Oh, uh, I mean, we've been out since October on PC. So yes. uh, I got a little head start before we launch an Xbox now. Um, and we've been doing a lot of work on Discord to actually like add on some challenges, um, find players to play with, and just like bring everybody together. Um, and since we're in, going to preview and are in early access, it's just the perfect time for community for the community to like speak their minds, give us feedback, tell us what they want to see more of or less of. Uh, so I really try to make it as easy as possible for the community to bring us those thoughts. So polls and feedback channels that are easy to read and to respond to. Nice, nice. Well, it's, it, listen, it sounds interesting on what you guys have been up to, specifically when you start talking about the community, because again, multiplayer is so important to games like this because you know i have friends across the world and i think that is what the that is what really is amazing about titles like this it does bring people together and i think this game is going to do so well on xbox i can't even begin to tell you but i, I kind of want to just go to the next question if you guys are okay with that I think I think many people in the community want to know exactly what is Second Extinction and how did the team decide on three-player co-op, you know, in a first-person shooter with dinosaurs. I mean, like, I mean, again, it's 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 two different genres that seem to work good, like peanut butter and chocolate. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head, really. Second uh, <laughs> Extinction is a free-player uh, co-op adventure where you shoot dinosaurs in the face and those faces explode in very satisfactory <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, that's that was largely the um, pitch um, that we were kind of given. Um, it was a very high concept. Like, um, we just want people to have fun, jump in with their buddies, shoot some dinosaurs and have a great time doing it. Um, and that was largely kind of, how do we shape that into a game and experience? And that's what Extinction is here, really. Thanks. I mean, look, look I'll say this, you know, we're, we're watching the video that you that you were so kind enough is to provide about, you know, the development and, and some of the, you know, the, uh, the, the, the dinosaur characters that we're gonna be going up against. Um, uh, you know, a nice for you seeing the community. Uh, how how have they responded with you know in the preview that you've already gotten on Steam? Because I we know that you launched in October. How was the reception there? Uh, the reception from the community when we launched. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, it was a great, awesome peak, and a lot of people jumped into it. We're obviously pre a full launch, so mm -hmm. there's still a lot more content to come. But what we have out right now is being enjoyed and played a lot. So, so it's doing very well on Steam for you guys. Uh, <laughs> it depends on what you compare to. I mean, we can't compare to a full launch. We're still in early access, so. It's uh, it's growing, which is the <laughs> the best. Well, part. I mean, I mean, look, I, I'm going to say this. Like I said, I I think what you have here is something really special. I it it really does. I, it, again, um, you know, when you look at games like Left 4 Dead, you look like games like um, Back for Blood, which is launching in October later this year. 
the community, uh, just the gamers, the gaming community love titles like this because everyone loves playing online. Everyone loves playing with their friends. And this really does have so much off to offer. And we're just at the tip of the iceberg. I would say can't wait to see when it actually la launches on Xbox. But here, here's my next question for you guys. Like, we know that you're shooting dinosaurs, right? We know that it's a first-person shooter. It's fast. It's vicious. Uh, there's blood flying all over the place. But what, re what Simon, I, I want to go to you next on this, if that's okay. That what, nice. is, what is the story and the plot behind Second Extinction? Because in a lot of the preview videos that I've seen, someone is talking to you in your ear. So you're obviously being sent down on a mission that you have to complete. What is the, the underlying story and, 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 you know, during the, the incredible running gun experience that it looks like it's happening on the screen? Absolutely. Um, so the main gist of the game is that um, dinosaurs have returned um, <laughs> at some point before um, in the near, very near future. Um, dinosaurs that have laid dormant for millions and millions of years have suddenly kind of burst through from the planet's core and they've just kind of as it would has taken humanity by surprise um they've humanity have kind of fled to the stars where they're kind of now living aboard um these kind of floating arcs it's not a perfect life um but it's the only way that people kind of respond and survive to this kind of a surprise attack by evil mutant dinosaurs um, and now after kind of like regathering their strength kind of assessing the situation they're now going back to planet earth starting to reclaim it and to bring about a second extinction of the dinosaurs <laughs> i mean it's again it sounds uh, most mo most most guys who uh who enjoy or not even just guys i think gamers because there's plenty of of, uh, of gamers across the world that appreciate zombies. Zombies have been done to death, but you don't see a lot of dinosaurs being shot in the face like you said. I mean, I, I'm just using your words. And <laughs> man, it does look like it's going to be a blast to play again, especially with your friends. Um, and, uh, and, and you know, something, you know, uh, a nice, when you talk about your friends, is this the kind of game that's going to bring people together? That's going to have people sitting in front of their consoles playing for hours on end. Is that something that you hope happens? For sure. Yeah. I mean, you need the other two players to like cooperate and to play with you to really like pull through in these missions. Um, and especially on the higher difficulty settings, which is something that I enjoy playing and I need some help there. So I think that a lot of people <laughs> will have the same uh, feeling I do there. Yeah. Now, here's, here's a question. Uh, I'm not sure either you or Simon want to respond to this. You know, obviously it's three player co-op. But sometimes, you know, if you're, 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 you know, you're up late at night and there's no one on, uh, and hopefully, I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't ever think there's going to be a problem finding a game with a, with a random. But is there? Do you have the ability to play this game with bots as like single player? Let's just say uh, you can play it single player. There's nothing kind of physically stopping you. Um, it's a challenge, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> Uh, we don't have bots and we haven't got any particular plans to bring bots in. They bring in their own challenges. Um, but we do have um, challenges and game modes which are kind of more achievable and targeted towards solo play. Um, so there are things that you can do. You can build up your experience in the game. You can 
figure out the weaknesses and strengths. You can customize your kit and all this kind of stuff. And then when you're ready, you can take on the missions that would ordinarily like require a full team of three. Oh, and, okay. Uh, you know, we kind of pull through. And we're finding that a lot with the community. And these can kind of attest to this, where people are setting their own kind of solo runs. It's a big kind of bragging rights uh, to be able to say, I soloed this mission on Insane by myself using this character. And yeah, <laughs> it's a really nice kind of driver. Okay, and well, that's that's interesting, and and I and I think that if you can beat a T Rex and all of these Raptors by yourself, then you probably should be bragging because it looks like very difficult if you're going to play by yourself. But um, I, I do have another question that I probably sh I, I didn't send it to you guys, and I told you I wasn't going to broadside you with anything. But like when you're looking at the the, the weapons, is there an ability that you from, you said experience, and that's this this question literally just jumped into my mind. Is there any type of like RPG element to this? where you're going to be leveling up your character where you get better weapons or you can you know set certain loadouts uh yep absolutely so we made a very conscious effort at the start of the game to try and um we're not making a kind of looter shooter grinding kind of game we wanted you to be able to kind of jump in straight away feel powerful um and um, the way you kind of grow when you do level up and things like that is it's expanding your arsenal. So you're getting more tools nice. um, to be able to achieve things, which can kind of diversify and tailor more to your kind of like play style and things like that. Um, so you won't be seeing things like you'll get a more powerful version of this gun and you just keep doing it and the enemies kind of keep scaling up to match. Because um, as I say, it's, we wanted you to jump straight in and get that core experience as soon as possible. Okay. Um, but said that, as you do get more things, you are able to upgrade and customize your weapons. Um, our weapons upgrade system is again following that same kind of pattern of not continually increasing in power. You do have to make some choices along the way when you do upgrade those things. Which perk am I activating? Which um, upgrade suits this particular mission? And that kind of thing. Nice. Uh, you're constantly experimenting and changing, not just kind of going for that min-max approach. Okay, that see that that's interesting. I didn't know that. I'm actually kind of glad I thought about that a, a, after you said experience. So that definitely sounds interesting for sure. Um, let me get over to the next question, if you guys don't mind. Um, you know, when you look at this game, like I immediately, as a diehard gamer, and I've been playing games. I may not look it. I'm I'm going to be 51 in uh, September. So I've been I've been gaming since 1978, since my dad walked in with an Atari 2600. And I, do, it really doesn't matter. For me, I'm multi-console. I play on everything. I don't really play on PC. It's just not my bag. I, I like the console experience. But seeing this game, I immediately thought of Left 4 Dead. And, of course, being a big fan of N64, I thought of Tur Turok, Dinosaur Hunter. What were the team's inspirations on making Second Extinction? Were there any particular games that you said, listen, I love this game and I somehow got to get this into this new title? Um, it's a good question. Um, I think it is very obvious uh, to bring up Left 4 Dead, um, but I think <laughs> it's very much a kind of comparison with things like um, if you've got Space Marines and you bring up Alien and Aliens, it was, a, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, it's the originator of this kind of game, the co-op thing. Um, same with like, you know, GTA clones, they're now open world, right? I think we're at that point where yeah. co-op um, kind of 
hordish shooters and things like that have become their own beasts and they can differentiate themselves. Um, and mostly the biggest inspiration when people joined the team, we built the team from scratch for this game, people wanted to make a game about dinosaurs. That was their biggest kind of thing. It's like, and that comes with a lot of like um, influences outside of other games. It's like um, the thing people like about dinosaurs comes from many different places, right? It's uh, just, you know, Jurassic Park and things like that is an obvious one, but there's other ways of approaching it. Um, so yeah, we, we, would, we didn't consciously try and go, this is just X game um, with um, dinosaurs. It, it was very much what is Second Extinction, what is um, a dinosaur co-op game? Um, and obviously with a team of our size, people have managed to kind of have their own tastes impact the game. So uh, we've got people who play Monster Hunter, we've got people who play quirky little indie titles, which you start to see little bits and pieces kind of creeping in there and things like that. So it really is just kind of like an amalgamation of uh, the team's tastes and kind of passion for dinosaurs, really. <laughs> well, I mean, you know what? Now that we're on to, uh, you know, the the actual the, the game, which is why, why you guys are here. And I want to thank you so much again. This is a, this is a big deal for me uh, because this is one of the games that when I saw it in May, immediately said, I have to play this. I cannot wait to play this with people from the community, you know, my people on my friends list, which is in the hundreds. This is a game I can see sitting down and playing for hours. Um, can you talk about, because, you know, we've seen the T-Rex, you know, we've seen the Triceratops, we've seen the Raptors. How many different uh, dinosaurs are we going to are we gonna meet? And, and, and have you held some of the really big ones like that you haven't shown secret that you can't talk about, but potentially could at least maybe hint that we we're in for some big horrors. <laughs> I mean, if we haven't told them we're holding them back, then, uh, you know, we're going <laughs> to keep holding them back. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay that's that's fair enough that's fair enough um if i was close to the webcam i'd do a wink to camera but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well you know that's you know what that's actually good enough um you know I, I if it's okay guys i'd like to move on to the next question you know one of the things that as an xbox preferred gamer like i support all the consoles but i i really enjoy xbox for a lot of reasons the achievements my friends list ease of access the controller i i love using the elite 2 controller one of the things that a lot of folks don't talk about is um the idea at xbox program and what i love about what chris charla has done is turning the spotlight on the indie development community. And it really is a community that has an unbelievable amount to offer. Some of, some of um, you know, the biggest games have come in the smallest of packages. And that's what I absolutely love. That's why doing these one-on-ones with, you know, in, uh, you know, folks like yourself from the indie community and like Joe from Song of Iron is a real treat for me because I get a chance to not only, because I'm not a developer, I, you know, I, you know I, I'm just a podcaster, but to get to talk to you and find out the, you know, behind the scenes stuff is ultra important. I mean, if you look at what, um, ID at Xbox has done for some of the smaller games. You, we can go as far back as Summer of Arcade, for instance, and they had titles 
that are revered by many as industry changing like Limbo and Bastion and Shadow Complex. One of my personal favorites from that uh, Summer of Arcade series that lasted about five years was Dust, an Elysian tale, and uh, a Brothers, a Tale of Two Sons. Uh, for you and your team, how exciting is it to bring Second Extinction to the millions of Xbox gamers through the ID at Xbox program? At least it sounds like a community thing, is it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's amazing um, just to get so many eyes on the game. And like I said before, like what we want right now is feedback and help from the community to just make this the best game it can be. And the more eyes, the more players out there, the more feedback we get. And that is really what we, what I'm at least <laughs> looking forward to the most. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, we, as you say, we were announced by Microsoft um, as part of that kind of launch lineup thing. Um, so to be able to kind of like come back to that, um, that audience that's kind of like gamers, that exposure in the first place, it just kind of feels right to be able to do that. Um, especially at this point where we are in the preview program. Um, just having people involved in the development of it, um, as many people as possible. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Now, when you guys uh, had, uh, you know, Microsoft approached you and said, hey, listen, we're doing this big May 7th event. Uh, we want your game to be there. J j I mean, again, I, I, I'm nervous just doing the, pot, you know, the interview with you guys because I, I don't get a chance to do this. So this is something new for me. So I'm, of course, very excited. And uh, uh, but w were you guys nervous to see it up on screen? you know, when, 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 uh, during the May event? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I, I've, I've been making games for 15 years and every single time you reveal something, you launch something, it is the most nerve-wracking day of your life. Uh, so yeah, it's, you're just waiting for those comments. You're sat there on the Discord channel and Anise is, is weathering the storm, waiting there for people to come back. Um, but it's, it's exciting, there's nothing else quite like it. Well, I, I would imagine that the feedback had to have been fantastic. I mean, this just looks so much fun. And I think at the end of the day, when you talk about gaming, right, that is really at its core. Is the game fun? Is the game something you want to sit in front of your TV and play for four hours? I, I would, I, I can say absolutely, I cannot wait to play this for four hours, five, six hours straight with my friends and people from the community. Um, uh, but thank you so much. for. I, I was I'm very interested to hear about, you know, that that particular experience. But Here's another question regarding the development, and I think that uh, that um, um, Simon, you be, you will be able to answer this best. I think uh, how has been developing Second Extinction on the Xbox Series X S, and of course, last generation's Xbox One. Um, how has that been for the team? I mean, honestly, from a creative side and the director, I cannot speak for like the, the tech team and the hardworking programmers that we've got kind of converting across um, and porting it to consoles. Um, but from a creative side, like the fact that I can't think of any blockages, like, oh, getting, wow. like we haven't had to uh, make much in the way of kind of concessions for a console title before. Um, from a creative side, at least, um, it's it's incredibly freeing. Like you can you can come down to all the tech side. You can come down to like the little kind of extra features, which are of course cool. But from a purely creative side, just to be able to say like, you know what, we're not hampered by the hardware is incredibly liberating. 
Oh, that's 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 fantastic to hear. Now, another part of this question is: What is the game uh, going to run at? Like regarding the FPS, uh, is it going to be sixty? Is it going to be thirty? Is it going to be four K sixty? Can you confirm uh, how it's going to run on the consoles? Um, hopefully, buttery smooth. Uh, <laughs> it's actually um, it's it's slipped my mind actually the details on uh, what we're kind of supporting with. It's uh, uh, yeah, I can jump in there. It's four K sixty. Nice. Okay. Four K sixty. Okay, so four K sixty. You really can't ask for anything better. I mean, again, this is the this is some of the uh, content you were kind enough to provide for the interview, and it looks so good. It just looks that even the character models, the how fast it is. I mean, I mean, just the detail on the blood on your weapon. I, it's it's just extremely impressive, and I honestly cannot wait uh, to get this in our hands. But you know what? Uh, what what I'd like to know, if it's possible, uh, you know, before talking about DLC or future plans for Second Extinction, you have to first launch the game. Now, we know that it's coming into preview. Can you possibly share the release date? Is that something that you guys can talk about? Or are you still, are you still talking about that it's going to come uh, spring 2021? I'm afraid we can't really commit to it. Um, we want to make the most of the preview kind of okay. You know, so like, um, we we want it to be ready when it's ready. And okay, excellent. We're only going to know that when players kind of tell us to a large degree. We've got a um, idealized kind of roadmap laying ahead of us, um, which is like what we're planning to do. But just the joy of having the game out there, being able to kind of see people playing it and reacting to it, means that we could we have to be flexible. We can shuffle things around. We can. Right. Uh, scrap things we can bring new things in and just kind of adjust and obviously that kind of yeah means we can't be beholden to, to the dates too much okay i mean i would imagine that was, and my next question is going to be talking about you know why that's that's difficult but a, a nice if, if you don't mind i'd love to bring you back into the conversation you know being someone that you're you're working with the community community feedback is ultra important yeah. is that is that what you're hoping that you're going to get and how how would someone who plays this game in preview get out you know get a, a message to you say hey listen i ran into this bug or i saw this and i love this particular aspect about it you're going to be looking for community feedback through the through the preview program how could someone you know like you know drop uh you know a, a comment or two uh, we've been using Discord for the most part up until now, okay. um, but we also read everything that goes out on other channels. So if you want to like write it to us on Twitter, if you, on Reddit, wherever, I will pick it up and nice. bring it to the team. Yeah. Okay, so that's uh, so that's excellent. That's excellent. Uh, I definitely appreciate that. Uh, here's uh, the the next question. You know, since. Um, Okay, so here, here's the next question. And I kind of talked about this earlier about the May 2020 event. And obviously, you talked about how it launched on PC to uh, to very good success in October. Um, how has been the uh, response so far? Uh, can, can you can you talk about that? A nice, uh, you know, I, I know we might have mentioned it before. But, you know, ha have you been getting more good feedback than bad? I mean, our Steam score is great. I think you were at 75, if I remember correctly. So wow. we're okay. proud of that. Um, and yeah, we keep getting all kinds of feedback and people are very enthusiastic about the game. Uh, we do all these, like, like I talked before about these extra challenges, like the weekly challenge and the solo players who just like go above and beyond 
<laughs> with becoming the best solo player. Like they're so enthusiastic about the game and they have these crazy ideas that they love to share that are not really doable, but it's a lot of fun to read. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I love my job and at the position we're in right now with all these eyes on us, it's just a great place to be. Okay, well, I mean, that's perfect. And, and, and like I said, I, I couldn't be happier to hear that. Uh, one of the things you love hearing, look, it's the internet. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. the internet is not always so kind. Uh, I am going to say that I have been extremely blessed. And I think it's, you know, the what I put out there, I definitely get in return from this community. So when people get a chance to see this interview, you guys are going to be getting unbelievable, fantastic feedback because that is usually who does the following for me. But I'm happy to know that so many people are excited. Uh, and I, like I said, I, I cannot wait for Xbox gamers to get their hands on this. But here is my next question, Simon. Uh, and this is for you. H how long has Second Extinction actually been in active development and what is the current mood of the team that now that it's nearly complete uh you know or, or slated for at least a 2021 release oh um so a good question so uh, I, I, the as i say the studio malmo was set up to make this game um so some kind of ideation pitching concept has already been done uh, they knew they wanted to make a game about dinosaurs. They knew they wanted to make a whole studio about it. Um, so my role on the project, um, I was there when the studio started up, which was two and a half years ago or so. Um, so in earnest, that's kind of like the bulk of the development time. Um, but the um, the kind of the the seed of the idea has been kind of like floating around um, Avalanche for for some time. Um, but yeah. Okay, and and the mood of the team. I oh, mean, yeah. obviously, you know, when you have a game close to launch, there, there's butterflies there, there, because everyone is nervous about. Like you said earlier, you were nervous wreck in May, and for good reason because you're showing this to the world for the first time, and you you know, first impressions, especially in gaming, are priceless. How, how's the team feeling that the, this game is is close to being launched? Um, super jazz. I mean, I can, <laughs> as far as I can tell, and I've been kind of told. Um, we knew we had something fun, like really early on. Um, like it didn't take long for us to get like just a basic dinosaur into the game, shooting said dinosaur, and then going, "This is fun, <laughs> right?" Uh, we managed to kind of nail that um, the core kind of gameplay loop um, kind of pretty early on, um, and then it was a case of like, right, how can we kind of do this justice? How can we spin out and make a like a full experience out of this, and not kind of squander that? Um, so there's always that kind of tension um, leading up to launch where it's like, are we doing enough? Have we gotten these right? We made the right choices and we cut the wrong content and all this kind of stuff. Um, but that kind of anxiety comes from a passion and a belief in it the whole time, which is just great. It's a really good energy to kind of um, run with. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's been really good, um, especially with coming into early access as well. And as Anise said, the response has been really positive too. And I think um, there's a lot of uh, time and development where you do spend far too much time just like looking at the game in a really kind of narrow lens. So it's like, you know, you fixate on these little, little tiny little things that you see as big game breaking problems. And then the game gets out there and People are embracing it and um, kind of just saying these things are great. 
no one mentions that tiny little thing that you were obsessing over for months. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's. It's it's a roller coaster basically. Like you have these times of self doubt and all this kind of stuff, and then when it's out there, you get this release, and then it all is payoff. And people just, as I say, embracing the game and running with it. It's great. It, it's it's. It, I mean, again, I'm watching the footage, and this again, this is something you've seen a million times, and and I honestly am so jazzed for this. More more, more importantly for for you. Uh, now, my, now the, we're we're coming in towards the end of the interview. I I do have one last question that I think is um, a lot of people take take for granted video game development. Last year, the world, not just particular a country or a region, was hit with an, a pandemic. This is something that uh, I never thought I would ever see in my life. Uh, it's it's probably the most terrifying uh, situation I think that I've ever seen. And, I, and I'm a retired New York City police officer who who was down at ground zero for over 40 days. Um, and I saw the horror then, but I could never have imagined that in my lifetime, I we would see a pandemic grip this world the way it has. And one of the things that we've seen that has become very prominent in 2021 is the word delay. And for good reason. Uh, development ha is hard. Um, I'm sure that, uh, that one of your team members has more in their toenail than I have in my whole body when it talks about talent, because I don't know how to make games. My question to you, and, and a, a, a nice please feel free to jump in. How difficult has it been to continue development with Second Extinction with the challenges working from home and uh how prepared has the team uh become you know to to uh meet these difficulties while working remotely uh rather than a you know traditionally way of game design it is <laughs> okay sure uh yeah i started um i think like three weeks before everybody started working from home uh, right. So that was a very special experience and working with community, I'm not just representing the game to this community, but I'm re representing the community to the developers. Right. So getting to know the developers is a very essential part in like knowing who to speak to and, and just being in the loop, I guess. Uh, so that was the hardest for me to get to know everybody and know who to talk to and, and where to go pretty much. Um, but yeah, we solved it. Um, keeping it online, a lot of <laughs> Google Hangouts and Slack <laughs> chats uh, has made me get to know the team pretty well. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, that's that's super important because you are the go-between, uh, like you said, between the uh, between the game and the developing team and the community, and vice versa. Super important. Yeah. Uh, and um, Simon, my, can you can you can you elaborate on the question at all? How how difficult yeah. has it been? Yeah, so it's um, it, it's 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 been difficult. Um, I'm not going to lie on that one. Um, Avalanche has been absolutely fantastic um, in terms right. of supporting us. Um, we, I think, it went from there were just kind of those initial reports of uh, numbers coming in and things like that, and you'd start to kind of worry it, but it seemed very far away. And then suddenly it was the next day, everyone's working from home. Um, they, 
<laughs> they got a cycle car- a courier to cycle around the city, bringing our PCs to our doors. We were set up working from home um, with like half a day's uh, disruption. Um, so when it comes to like support um, and just kind of logistics of things, I, I couldn't have asked for anything better, really, like making the best of a terrible situation. Um, but then the actual kind of day-to-day um, making of a game, you so much of um, development, uh, design, directing, <laughs> um, is about communication, having people that you can just kind of walk up to, have a conversation. You, you know, like someone tries something out and goes, can you try this um, out? straight away, that immediacy, you can just walk across, grab their controller, give them little bits of feedback, um, and then it'll be done you know, and submitted. Those kind of things just take so much more time now. Um, and it's, it becomes more a case of, um, we're always trying to look after the well-being of our kind of staff as well. Of course. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stories out there of game development being quite intensive in hours and things like that. Um, as soon as people aren't visible, um, you don't know how they're coping with the thing that's kind of going on and things like that. So you do need to take more time um, to be aware of everyone's kind of well-being, checking in on people as well. So it becomes very much a, um, you're not just making the game, you're also kind of looking after your team too, um, which takes its kind of toll. Um, so it's been difficult, um, much more difficult, but um, we... Um, it happened for us at quite a um, less painful point, right? So we'd been in development for some time. We'd got to the point where we'd figured out what the game was, and we had a as smooth a um, kind of plan <laughs> as you guess in game development. We knew we were making. We just needed to make it essentially. Um, and part of the mentality of the team is that people have ownership over the things they're doing. Um, they're not waiting for um, me, basically, <laughs> as a director, to kind of like <laughs> tell them exactly what to do all the time. People kind of run with things. It's very much a team effort. Um, so people could work in those kind of like little isolated pockets um, quite well and self-sufficiently. Um, and yeah, get get through to the end. I think it would be much harder if um, we were at a much earlier point in development. Um, so yeah. That's, that's the experience, really, in a nutshell. Well, I certainly appreciate you both being here. I certainly appreciate you sharing your thoughts. I Again, this has been an incredible interview. Um, I hope that you're going to get a chance to, uh, uh, you know, get, get tremendous amounts of uh, positive feedback. And I think that it is. I mean, just, just on the what you were able to send me, the game already looks so polished. That I think again, I said this before, and I'll say it again. I I really believe you have something special here. I think this is a game that we're going to be talking about at the end of the year when you start hearing, uh, you know, what's what, what was your biggest surprises of 2021 regarding gaming? What was your favorite game that you played with your friends? I think that this is going to be at the top of the list for so many reasons, and more so than just shooting a dinosaur in the face. I think <laughs> I think <laughs> I think there is so much here. Um, just looking at some of the weapons and some of the perks and some of uh, like, for instance, he threw the flare to get the T-Rex to look at it and then call down a strike from space. I mean, wow. Who who would not want to do that and be able to say, yes, I just did that. So I, I am 
I'm very excited for you guys. I'm very excited for your team. I, I honestly cannot thank you enough for taking 40 minutes of your time of your day to be here with me and talk about your game. Um, and, uh, you know, before we do, I mean, we, you know, we get everyone out of here, it, you know, how could people follow Second Extinction and get more information on when it's releasing on Xbox? Because I'm going to be talking about it on my shows like I do many of the indie communities titles. But if you didn't follow me, for instance, you didn't weren't subscribed to Mr. Boomstick XL and Double Barrel Gaming, where could people reach out to you? And of course, we'll be a gentleman here and we'll start with a nice. Where could people reach out to you? Uh, Twitter, for sure, is uh, one of our major platforms. So there you will see the news first. We're also active on Reddit and Discord. And you can go to our website and sign up for the newsletter. And you will also receive some awesome cosmetics in uh, oh, Second Extinction. Nice. So I do recommend that. And you will get a little email when it's time. Oh, that is awesome. Well, thank you so much for that information. And Simon, if people want to reach out to you and, and, and hopefully, you know, give you a positive comment, because obviously you're on social media, where can people reach out to you on Twitter? Um, so I am on Twitter at uh, Smooth Float, um, at Smooth Float. That's my Twitter handle. Um, I welcome people to follow me. Um, I can't promise it will be all the game development. I like cute pictures of cats and things like that and like sharing them. Um, but I, I always I always welcome people um, asking me questions about game development and things like that. So please join me. Well, thank you once again for being here. And of course, I want to thank Jerome, who's in the background. Uh, he has been in contact with me. I know that I must have been a bit real pain in the rear because I looked at how many emails I've sent him and he sent me and it's like in, in the 20 something. So sorry uh, for that, Jerome. You've been fantastic. And I really, once again, thank you folks for being here. Uh, I am absolutely honored and I cannot wait to play Second Extinction later this year. Uh, listen, uh, again, thank you for being here and everyone enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Xbox one-on-one. -on -one.